Everything and anything, top to bottom. Thoughts and theories by yours truly, me, Drew. City life to country boy, a golden gal pal to sports enthusiast, spa nights to camping, wine to beer. Yes, it's all rolled up into one. Funny takes on the everyday life as observed and experienced by me. Take a listen. This is The Drew Han Show. Hello, everybody. Oso Aseo, the Drew Han Show. Isn't that fantastic? It is 2018. We're in the middle of winter, which means we are in the middle of the 2018 Winter Olympics from Pyeongchang, South Korea. Chabug Habnita. <laughs> Let me just rewind and explain that all. Oso Aseo means welcome in Korean. So, Oso Aseo to the True Han Show. Isn't that something? And I said Chugbug Humnida, which is Korean's rough translate to bless you. They don't really say bless you to sneezes in South Korea, Korea in general, I should say. But if they did, that's what they would say. And I said Chugbug Humnida because to me, Pyeongchang sounds like a sneeze. You know, Pyeongchang! <laughs> Just the sound a sneeze would make, eh? Okay. Anyways, also a say to the Drew Han show. I am your host, Drew Han. Uh, Anyang, that is hello, or Anyang Haseo, that is hello, respectively. And like I said, I'm your host, Drew, and we are talking briefly here. This is going to be short and sweet and hopefully just to the point. Winter Olympics here in 2018 because I love them. I love the Olympics so much, especially the winter ones. So we got lots, lots and lots to talk about. I mean, there is so much going on already just in the first week of competition. We're in the middle of the first week, and already we finished up our team event for the skating competition, and USA got the bronze, and they performed quite nicely. Adam Rippon really, I say, caught my attention more than he had before. I wasn't so much a fan, and and he performed. He skated brilliantly, and he's been acting real maturely behind, you know, on camera, you know, interviews, stuff like that. Just I got a better idea of his persona, so I like him a little bit more for that. Um, he's the first gay athlete to compete in the Olympics, openly gay athlete. Now, Gus Kenworthy is also an openly gay athlete, but he did not come out until after the 2014 Winter Olympics. Either way, I'm mentioning both of those because they're both really good-looking men. And if the chance was to um, come up where I could engage in relations with either one of these openly gay Olympian athletes, I would let it happen. Gold medal for me, right? <laughs> Anyways... Like I said, it's been an exciting first week. USA got the bronze in the team figure skating competition, so that's really good. Congratulations to those guys. Um, it's only the second Olympics that that's been in, okay? And speaking of the team figure skating competition and figures, just figure skating in general and sneezing, yes, they all come together because <laughs> also part of the figure skating world is Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer. Uh, they are Canadians ice skating duo, and they've been around for just oodles of time, performing at many Olympics. Uh, they came, they got the gold in Vancouver in 2010, and then they got the silver behind Charlie White and Merrill Davis in 2014 in Sochi, and they're back now trying to reclaim that 
gold position, probably for their last Olympics. Now, there was a good transition there into what I said was, you know, the figure skating detail. And a sneeze is because I realized Tessa Virtue and Scott Moyer, when you say Virtue Moyer, it just sounds, it's another phrase that sounds like a sneeze, you know. So we got Virtue Moyer coming up, and you just, Chubbughubnada! You know what I mean? So, I don't know. For some reason, when I heard Virtue Moyer, I thought of a sneeze. So, <laughs> Moyer Virtue. Either way, it's the translating of it is something weird. But I do wish Scott and Tessa the best. They are. It's excellent to see them still going at it, still doing really good. I watched them perform their uh, their long program for the Team Figure Skating event, and I thought they were just beautiful they were spectacular so i'm really pushing for them to just take it all the way our american ice skating team oh i'm gonna butcher their last name it's shabani i believe that's how you say it um their brother and sister and they were really good in the team event as well so uh they got you know between scott and tessa and the shabani's i it's going to be an interesting ice dance competition that's the ice dance portion of figure skating just to try to give you an idea there's the women's singles you know the women's uh the men's singles just the men's um there's pairs figure skating and then there's ice dancing figure skating now pairs and ice dancing are both dual competition or in the regards that um there's two people dancing together or skating together on the ice uh the difference is the pairs do rows into the air and they do jumps you know off the ice and in synchronization to that fact but and both competitions, both pairs and ice dance, are about synchronization when they're skating. However, the difference is there's in ice dance, it's all about lifts. So think of like dancing or dancing with the stars, if that's what you can relate this to, or so you think you can dance. You know, when one partner lifts the other partner, that's a, that's incorporated into ice dance. It's just a bunch of lifts as part of their routine. Whereas in pairs dancing, forget the lift. That one partner is just chucking the other partner across the ice. <laughs> So they don't hang on to their partner when they lift. They just lift and toss their partner into the air. Sometimes they catch them. Sometimes they throw them and have their partner land on their own skates. It's quite intense. And up until this year, I have not been able to watch pairs figure skating very well because it's just my anxiety goes through the roof, praying that their partner catches them as they throw them while their one person is standing on just two blades on the ice. I mean, talk about dangerous. <laughs> and we talk about extreme sports or action sports that are in the Olympics. I would consider Paris figure skating a little bit of an action sport. Come on. I think they get they deserve that for what they do. You can be the greatest, you can be the best. You can be the king come begging on your chest. You can be the hero, you can get the gold. Breaking all the records they thought never could be broke. You can throw your hands up, you can be the clock. You can move a mountain, you can break rocks. Do it for your country, do it for your name. Cause it's gonna be a day. Okay, now, aside from figure skating at the Olympics, which started actually before the opening ceremonies, just because now that there's a team event, there's so much figure skating, they can't jam it in the two-week schedule that they have set aside for the Olympics. Just now, they had to start stuff before the opening ceremony, which also included mixed doubles curling, which was brand new to the Olympics this year. That had to start before the opening ceremonies as well, because curling happens almost every single day of the entire Olympic time period. So there's some there's a lot of action going on here at the Olympics and there are weather delays happening too right now. Snowboarding has been delayed here and there 
Alpine skiing has definitely been affected. It has been delayed pretty much the entire time this first week of the Olympics uh, due to big wins, big wins going on in South Korea, especially up in the mountain cluster there where Alpine skiing would go on still delayed we haven't seen much action from that sport and a little bit of action that we did see was rather boring let me tell you here we go with olympic observations for you bodie miller who has been watching nbc olympics because bodie miller he well let's just backtrack a little bit he is an uh, an olympian he's been in many winter olympics you know medals all over the all over the globe world cups and this that and the other very successful downhill skier bodie miller and quite easy on the eyes, I must say. But you know what? He hasn't honed in on his commentator slash analyst skills. NBC has hired Bodie Miller to be a commentator and analyst for NBC Olympics for the downhill skiing portion. And from the one day that we got to see a little of alpine skiing so far, Bodie Miller was a snooze fest. I even tweeted to NBC Olympics that if watching paint dry had a sound effect it would be bodie miller explaining or describing or commentating on olympic downhill skiing oh my gosh snooze fest i'm like i have never been able to i it took me like a good hour and a half to figure out why i was so disinterested in downhill skiing when normally it's a pretty exciting sport now it's not as exciting in in the mat in the fact that it's a lot of people competing at one time you know say like ski cross or snowboard cross or a biathlon or speed skating short track uh it's one skier at a time going downhill <laughs> you can't really change that up However, they are shooting down that hill at miraculous speeds, and it helps when the commentators kind of, you know, explore that speed through their interpretation and commentating and analysts and excitement. However, Bodie Miller made it sound like I was watching a golf tournament play out in winter. I couldn't believe how bored I was by Alpine skiing and his commentating. So, snooze fest, Bodie Miller. Is anyone, did anyone else catch that? Was anyone else bored to tears when they heard Bodie Miller? I even checked Twitter. I thought maybe it was, it took me the longest time to like grasp the fact that I was bored watching Alpine skiing. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? Am I crabby? Am I having it? Is it that time of the month for me? Yes, it can happen. You know, it's possible as even I'm a male, but I can get mood swings. And I'm like, maybe I'm just not into the fact that Alpine skiing is happening right now. And then I'm just like, finally, I'm like, no, Bodie Miller sucks. He's doing a terrible job <laughs> commentating on downhill skiing. So I even looked up it up on Twitter and it was trending. Bodie Miller, terrible commentator for NBC. So there's an Olympic observation for you. Okay. How about this for an Olympic observation? Talk about delays because of all the wind chills all going on in, in South Korea. And by wind chills, I mean gusts of winds. But it also makes it cold there. And NBC, of course, is bringing you Olympic coverage 24-7. So they send their anchors from the Today Show there to cover the Olympics. And for some odd fucking reason, they make the hosts, the Today Show hosts, sit outside in the middle of the freezing cold, which also by note is 11 p.m. roughly in Korea when they have to broadcast to be able to broadcast live here in our morning time at 7, 8 o'clock in the morning. NBC Today Show host anchors sit outside at a desk at 11 p.m. in the freezing fucking cold, wearing jackets, doing two hours of morning show programming. What? Give them a studio. I don't think they need to sit outside and, and freeze to deliver the news and morning program like why would they stick them outside i just I, I am baffled by the fact that this is great in summer when they send their today show co-hosts 
to go cover the the media and the and the Olympics down there. But it's also summer, okay? So it makes sense to have them sit outside. I just don't understand why they're sitting outside in, in single-digit temperatures to deliver the news. You can tell Hoda Copy is freezing every ounce of the, that that program because she's just shaking, rubbing her hands together, trying to stay sane. Meanwhile, the guests that they have to ask on the show have to sit outside in the cold as well? Like, there's an international broadcasting center. You, you're telling me they can't get a little studio space for this? Wow. Okay, so there was an Olympic observation for you. Not to bash on NBC Olympics, but they're not the best at covering Olympic coverage, and it's been part of hashtag NBC fail for a very long time. And I was hoping, I always hope for more from NBC as each winter Olympics or summer Olympics passes that they're going to get better at it, but they're doing terrible. I have uh, split-screen action right now of... NBC and NBCSN going on on my TV. And at the time that I'm recording this, it's the middle of the day in South Korea and a lot of things should be going on. And not neither one of those networks are covering live sports right now from the Olympics. What the fuck is that? You know, talking about saying they're going to cover live coverage all the time. Nothing. I'm seeing nothing. And they're even repeating their primetime coverage again on NBC. I just, when there's actual daytime hour activity in Pyeongchang right now. Chuckabug Hapnida. Okay, so there's plenty of excitement going on in Pyeongchang, South Korea with the Olympics. Let's head back over to the snowboarding world for just a little bit as I make my way into more Olympic observations. Okay, here we go. Listen, snowboarding's going on and America is sweeping it right now. I mean, the women's slope style, the men's slope style, the men's half pipe. It's been spectacular run so far. Let me talk about Sean White for just a second. Sean White just won his third Olympic gold medal in the half pipe this week, first week, week one of the 2018 Winter Olympics. Congratulations to Sean White. White is the new gold is what they're saying. And that boy certainly deserves it. I And sometimes you wonder if he really did, if he's kind of got a little bit of an ego. What's his deal? You know, maybe he doesn't. But he really does. He has worked really hard from this. I've been following him on the social media for years. So that makes it seem like I probably personally know him, right? <laughs> That's how social media works. JK. Anyways, but through following him, you get to see their trials and tribulations and what it's like to uh, get, you know, through a goal and get yourself to like the Olympics in Sean White's case. And he really did it. He did it. And coming off of winning the 2006 medal and the 2007, excuse me, 2010 gold medal in the half pipe, only to come into Sochi in 2014 and, and just bomb and not get at any chance at getting a medal. Uh, that has to be hard on an athlete, and maybe that's where he was just a little above himself in the game and thought it was just going to happen for him. 
But you know what? You still have to work for it no matter how many times you've won the gold medal in that position and expect yourself to continue to win it. you got to work hard. But on the same hand, especially in the snowboarding world, it's all about being young, young, young. And when Sean White started out back in 2006, he was young. Now it's 2018. (laughs) That's over 10 years later, right? That's nearly 15 years later. He's back. Now he's the old guy in the Olympics. But he did it. And that's what I love about him. That's why I love it. You know, as I become the old guy in the world, it's like I'm not ready for the young ones to push or cast me aside or cast doubts on me. Sean White can do it. And Sean White did it. I even want him to come back. I'm like, please keep training. Keep doing this for the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing. How cool would that be? I'd love to see him rock it. Although I think it'd be really cool. He's even mentioned possibility if they bring skateboarding into the Olympics, which I think they are for 2020. But don't quote me on that, that he has considered taking a stab at that. He's also a skateboarding athlete. Who can say? Who knows? But congratulations to Sean. That is so cool. And the snowboarding world for just, you know, sweeping it for the Americans right now. How awesome is that? We have the women's the women's half pipe did happen. Chloe Kim. Chloe Kim. How can I forget Chloe Kim? Because that is an Olympic observation trip for you. I was listening. I did get to I didn't get to see Sean White and the entire field for the men's half pipe compete consistently i was i was working so i couldn't pay attention as well as i'd like but i did get to pay attention to the women's half pipe and the commentators just love to overuse the fact that chloe kim is a competitor i mean every other word out of their mouth was chloe kim this and chloe kim that and i mean it's sean sean white has never been said that much as they said chloe kim the other night on nbc of course it's nbc and their commentators and they latch on to key words i think they feed it to him like say this like, maybe that's a form of sponsorship. Like, did Chloe Kim pay them to say my, her name, like, every other sentence? Like, make sure my name is at least said 50 times in the hour. <laughs> Chloe Kim, Chloe Kim, Chloe Kim. Okay, we get it. You're trying to make her a household name. You don't need to force it. It's just going to happen. <laughs> Hey everybody, thank you for tuning in to the Drew Han Show and this very special Olympic edition of the show. I really do love the Winter Olympics, aside from the fact that I have these Olympic observations that can tend to be a little bit on the negative side, uh, but it just has to do mostly with the fact that NBC has shitty coverage of the Olympics sometimes. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, and so sometimes it's Bodie Miller snoozing me to sleep. <laughs> but on the plus side, we have commentators like Tara and Johnny. Have you guys been watching figure skating? Tara and Johnny are pretty good at commentating. Although I have to say, I want Tara to shut up just a little bit. She talks right through the middle of good routines and overpredicts things before they actually happen. And I think it sets up our viewing experience to fail because we're expecting greatness as she describes it. And then it goes to the total reverse. And it's almost turned into a uh, jinx on Tara's part. So if she could just dial it back a little bit, that'd be great. In the meantime, I want to leave you with good, positive notes from the Olympics. And one of my favorite moments so far, aside from Sean White winning gold and snowboarding, has been Chris Mazder. 
I think that's how you say his last name. I apologize if I butcher it. It's Mazdazer. Maybe it's Chris Mazdazer. It's M-A-Z-D-Z-E-R. And I don't know if any of the Z's are silent or not, but I'm going to tell you what. He is spectacular. <laughs> no Z's need to be silent in that sense. However, there are no real Z's in that. My point being, Chris is awesome. He's an American loser who has rocked our world. I was following him long before the Winter Olympics. I, when I say long before, I mean a couple months. But regardless, I wanted to get to know some of the athletes in the other fields that I'd be watching. You know, some of the random sports like luge and skeleton and bobsled and the cross-country events and the snowboarding and the skiing and the downhill skiing and this, that, and the other and the hockey, blah, 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 speed, skating, bigger skating, all these sports. Also, I get into them mostly because I'm following Team USA, which introduces me to these hot male athletes. I know I'm a little little bit sexist in that part that I only pay attention to male athletes mostly, but I am only attracted to males, so there's a little correlation of that, you know what I mean? With that said, I got to following Chris Mazzer along with uh, uh, skeleton athlete John Daly. Both are very sexy men, and they actually share a uh, video on Instagram and Facebook of a little pre-Olympic hype together of them telling each other bad jokes, you know, that bad joke competition type of video. So if you get a chance, check it out. They're really cute together. And it was just really fun to watch Chris win a silver medal at the Olympics. He was not expected, or in my eyes, I didn't know how well he was going to do. He's, you know, on his social media, he's been expressing his frustration with not able to, like, crack better times. But you know what? He sure did it for the 2018 Pyeongchang Olympics. So congrats to Chris, and I look forward to seeing what more is to come. You know, there's doubles luge, which my friends and I kind of giggle at. So most of them don't even know it exists. On that note, I hosted an Olympic open house party where we got to watch all this Olympicness, including Chris Mazzer compete and luge along with all. I mean, it was a whirlwind of sports, even for the start of the Olympics, the first weekend. You know, we had some luge, some figure skating, some cross country skiing, some snowboard slope style. I mean, it was all peppered in there for us. And we really, it was a great experience. I love to host myself in an Olympic open house, cook food from that, that country's recipe book, if you will. I did some Korean dishes. My bang bang chicken was fleek. I'm telling you. And I made some, you know, some Korean cocktails, you know, like my watermelon soju. That was pretty tasty too. Refreshing, actually. And it was nice to get my friends together and just veg out on the couch, watch the Olympics. That's another great thing about the Olympics with all the different sports going on. You know, it's, it's constantly changing throughout the day. You're seeing different things. So you're not getting bored and it gives you all something to talk about. Um, in between your other personal conversations. So I think it's been a great start to the Winter Olympics already, and uh, so much is going on. So kudos to all our Americans who are winning medals, who are potentially going to win medals, and who will not medal, but hey, you're an Olympian, and that is really something to congratulate yourself for. I wish I could be an Olympian. All I am is just an Olympian fanatic. You guys have been listening to The Drew Han Show. Thank you once again. I hope you enjoy the Olympics, the rest that are to come. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe to the show on all the platforms. Like it on all the platforms, like Facebook, Instagram, The Drew Han Show. Just search it out. You can follow it there. See when new episodes come out. Follow along with the show. I post things that I discuss within the news feed there on the Facebook page. Um, you can also follow me on Snapchat. Get in between behind-the-scenes information. And don't forget to make comments and subscribe on like iTunes and Google Play and Stitcher or, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you subscribe, I know you're listening even more. I can get better content to you guys. If you leave comments on those subscriptions, I, I can get feedback. I know how I'm doing and it's just good. It helps promote the show. Hey, 
Help me promote the show. Share it with your friends, you guys. Put it on your newsfeed. It's always appreciated. In the meantime, I want you to have a great day, and I will talk to you again soon. Smooches. Pairs and ice dancing are both dual, dual, duo, duo into the air and jumps off their their skates, off their skates, and they do jumps, you know, off the ice. And the NBC is, of course, the this the the leader killer. <laughs> no Z's need to be spilent, spilent. <laughs> 